This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. I'm Alicia. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us today, Stacy. You are taking us on another Trashy Divorces classics adventure today. I am. And, you know, this one's been really hard to research because today's subject has been so quiet and out of the spotlight since we first covered him back in May of 2021. I'm kidding. It's Elon Musk. So the bigger issue was to figure out where to focus and when to stop. I attempted to summarize. Yeah, not exactly a shrinking violet, that one. But I guess his fortune is shrinking a bit with the whole Twitter X thing and I, all. I have some bad news for you on that front, I'm afraid. But I have some good news for you on the magic mirror front. Excellent. We do have a magic mirror here. Before we begin our episode to give some shout outs to some magnificent people, I want to begin with a few shout outs with some Libra birthdays. We're closing down Libra season. Wanted to give a few folks love before we moved into Scorpio season. Happy, happy. Libra birthday to you, WW, Secret Donkey, mm -hmm. Kimberly N, Debbie M, and Sarah A. Love it. There were a few fun emails this week that came through to us as well. There sure were. Want to give a shout out to Amy and Ellie. Ellie, your concert adventures <laughs> of the Corey Feldman show made our day. We appreciated that so much. And before we get in, we got one more group. Patreon folks. We got new folks and upgraded folks with so much love to our community over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Stacy, kick us off. Thanks so much for joining us over there. Jody W, Andrea M or Andrea M, Debbie M, Tanya A, Julie D, Kelsey C M, and Kristen C. Also, a few shout outs. Big thanks to Tanya M, Kelly H, Amy B, Ursula, Megan. Barbara and Lori for upgrading your Patreon subscription. We are really grateful to all of you trash pandas and all the amazing things you do. Absolutely. If we're going to make it to Mars, what do we have to do? I think we have to go, go, go. All right, Stacey, you're bringing us an update on old Elon. Yes, yes. Today, we are going to revisit another of our Trashy Divorces alums, an erratic billionaire who was on a bad path when we first covered him back in May of 2021. And he has devolved further and faster than I think anyone but tech journalist and podcaster Kara Swisher could have foreseen then. Elon Musk, despite his antics and especially despite his overpayment for the Twitter social media platform about a year ago now, is also worth considerably more money today than he was at the time of that first story. He's up to something like $232 billion from $186 billion or so back then, so congrats on that. That's just that. obscene. Mm -hmm. Who needs that many billions, really? Alicia, I'm going to go with no one needs that much money, but whatever. 
We left off of the original Elon story, which will re-air after we catch up a bit with his current doings. At just after that massive Texas power grid failure that happened in February of 2021 with Grimes, his then-girlfriend, fearing for the safety of their then-only child named X. And listen, quick programming note, we typically do not use the names of celebrities' children on this show, but we're going to make an exception in this case for reasons that I think will become clear, and because I'm also certain that Elon has a small private army protecting everything that he cares about. Later in 2021, we learned that Elon and Grimes were semi-separated. I do remember this. Which did not stop the pair from having a second child through surrogacy. This is a daughter that they named, I'm just going to take a crack at this, Exa Dark Sidereal Musk, who they call Y. So they have <laughs> X and Y together. That seems right. And at which point he and Grimes were supposedly fully broken up, but... It's weird to keep having kids together. And as we will revisit in the later story, Elon Musk is not a guy who likes to be alone and in just September of this year, we learned that he and Grimes have a third child together. This one is named Techno Mechanicus Musk, whom they call Tau. Sure, that seems right. You probably know that a big, splashy biography of Elon was published in September, written by the very well-regarded Walter Isaacson, and it gave the public a lot to chew on. For instance, this is from the Washington Post's review of the book, we learn that Musk's girlfriend Grimes was in an Austin hospital visiting a surrogate pregnant with their then-secret second child in 2021. At the same time, Musk's employee, Siobhan Zillis, was in the same hospital pregnant with then-secret twins fathered by Musk via what? IVF, unbeknownst to Grimes. How many babies? You just going to have a maternity wing for yourself, Elon? How oh, many that's kids? very smart. He Does he have now? 11. Wow. Yeah. The review continues quoting Isaacson. Perhaps it is no surprise, Isaacson deadpans, that Musk decided to fly west that Thanksgiving weekend to deal with the simpler issues of rocket engineering. Yes, you heard that right. Elon apparently talked one of his executives into breeding with him via IVF. Obviously, they are colleagues. I mean, he's her boss, but... Don't know if there's any romance happening there or if it was Does all... he have HR, any kind of human resources department no. in his company? I don't believe so. Goodness. I believe he's actively anti-having that sort of stuff. HR, Alicia? <laughs> Come on. So Siobhan Zillis is the director of operations and special projects at Elon's Neuralink, a company that aspires to create a brain-machine interface, implantable chips for the brain and the body, and even develop technology that could convert neural firings into readable machine code in order to... Well, that's, that's where it gets interesting, right? See any number of sci-fi dystopias for what happens with technology like that. We've also learned this month that Grimes is suing Elon in order to be allowed to establish a relationship with one of the three children they have together. Media reports suggest that that is Tao. And in September, Grimes commented on a Walter Isaacson Twitter post, quote, tell Elon to let me see my son or please respond to my lawyer. So yes, according to Grimes, Elon is not letting her develop a parental relationship with their 
youngest child. So good stuff there. To close this bit out, Elon Musk is the father of 11 known children as of today, including a transgender daughter who has apparently been no contact with her dad, who is very skeptical, shall we say, about trans things for quite a while. She legally removed Musk from her name in June of 2022 when she was 18. I'm sure that the famously thin-skinned Elon, who Grimes describes as having, quote, demon mode, unquote, level temperament problems, was super cool to his teenage trans daughter as she was navigating all of that. Okay, moving on. Obviously, in February of 2022, Vladimir Putin's Russia invaded its neighbor, the country of Ukraine, and things didn't really go to plan for old Vlad. One of the reasons for that is that after initially defeating the vaunted Russian army in the country's west as it moved to take Kyiv, the capital, Ukrainians took to Twitter to petition Elon for Starlink terminals to circumvent Russian attacks on communications infrastructure and, and, you know, remain internet capable on battlefields across the country. You and I got to see Starlink taking off. We We thought we were being... It was a few days. Annihilated. <laughs> it was a few days after the invasion. There was an, uh, I mean, unexpected to us, Starlink launch, which we had not seen before, that sort of string of pearls element in the sky. And it was a little, just a little daunting for a few minutes. Took us a minute to figure out what that was. Anyway, so Elon obliged. He owns SpaceX, which runs Starlink, and is therefore in control of the largest satellite communications network in existence, period. Thousands, thousands and thousands. So that little war over there has really made visible what a problem having a single erratic billionaire in self-appointed charge of world affairs can look like. Well, especially as he seems like father and communicator of the year, Mr. Who Needs an HR Department. Exactly. So there is a particular incident in Isaacson's book that there were some there were some clarifications around it, but I think the larger points still stand. Basically, in the fall of 2022, Ukraine planned to launch Starlink-enabled naval drones at the Russian Black Sea Fleet, which was then stationed in the port of Sevastopol within occupied Crimea. Ukrainian commanders thought that the Starlink terminals attached to the drones would continue to work and asked Elon to ensure that Starlink would work up to Crimea. But Elon spoke to the Russian ambassador to the United States. I think he continues to acknowledge this. And according to Elon, at one point anyway, Vladimir Putin himself, now he denies that that conversation happened, and was told that an attack on the fleet would prompt nuclear escalation. Elon opted not to extend Starlink coverage to Crimea, and the naval drones washed up on the shores of Sevastopol. To be clear, nobody wants nuclear war, and I don't blame Elon for not wanting nuclear war, but it's notable that he consulted apparently only with Russian government elements who sort of always threaten nuclear escalation. And Elon did not then turn to the, uh, you know, anyone at the American State Department, Defense Department <sighs> for any sort of expertise on handling this situation. I can also understand, like, having a lot of wariness around, ooh, I made this G-Wiz technology and now people are strapping it to bomb-carrying drones in a war zone. I get feeling weird about that, but also the Black Sea Fleet was the source of countless missiles raining down on civilians across Ukraine. It wasn't as a clear military target, and 
Indeed, one that Ukraine successfully struck using a different communications technology a month later. In fact, Ukraine, a country that notably lacks a navy, has since more or less neutralized, at least for now, the Black Sea Fleet as a player in the conflict through its innovative use of naval drones. This whole story is really amazing stuff and poses some big, hard questions about super, super rich people freelancing in foreign policy and defense issues, and these questions show no signs of going away anytime soon. Just what do you do about that? Nobody elected Elon Musk to set U.S. foreign policy, right? Like, it's a question. Yeah, if you can't set your marital and family policy. Right. Maybe you shouldn't be in charge. You know who has an HR department? The Department of Defense. (laughs) Hey, do we want to talk about Elon's Twitter takeover? Oh, sure. Why? Ugh. Elon has a long history of, shall we say, juvenile humor and particularly enjoys the dopamine hit his followers give him on Twitter. In April of 2022, he posted what was probably a joke about purchasing Twitter at a stock price of $54.20 a share. Get it? $4.20? It's right in there. He's so clever. But the Twitter board took the offer seriously, as it had a fiduciary duty to do. There was a lot of back and forth and drama over the next several months as Elon tried to back out of the deal in various ways. It was a significant overpayment for Twitter. The stock had been trading in the $30 to $40 range for months ahead of, I mean, just here, let me give you a premium of $15 to $25 per share. That's amazing. Anyway, Twitter had to sue him and the Delaware Chancery Court ultimately, which is also sort of a TDLM here, made him follow through. The acquisition was completed on October 27th, 2022. Happy upcoming anniversary, Elon. What a year it's been for the Bird app. (laughs) He slashed the workforce, renamed it X, ended badge verification in favor of charging for blue checks, promoted conspiracy theories, mocked Nancy Pelosi's husband after he was brutally assaulted by a guy with a hammer, amplified all sorts of fever swamp accounts, created an automated response to press inquiries that's just a poop emoji. This has changed since he named a new CEO. And basically gave me and plenty of other people endless good reasons to stop using it. What he's also done, ironically, is to rehabilitate the image of Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, who we all used to hate, which is a feat in itself. Oh, and Elon wanted a cage match fight with Zuck for a while somewhere in there before he backed out of that, too. Oh, I forgot about the cage fight. Right, the cage fight. And his fight. mom said he couldn't do his it. His mom said he couldn't do it. <laughs> I would, but my mom said no. I would do this thing I suggested we do, but my mom said no. Zuck, of course, launched a Twitter competitor called Threads in early July, which I guess Elon did not appreciate. Okay, again, a lot of this was just like, what do you focus on? His life is pure chaos. So I hope that this has been a decent summary of the absolute personal and professional mayhem of the life of Elon since we first aired his story in 2021. But what is prompting all of this chaos in this man's life, you might ask? Why is an already kind of erratic 50-something seemingly becoming more erratic by the week? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, Elon has gotten into microdosing the drug ketamine as a treatment for depression. no. This is legal. This is FDA approved. 
obviously you're supposed to do it under a doctor's supervision, and that may be where things have gone a bit awry. In a New Yorker profile in August, investigative reporter Ronan Farrow wrote, quote, Associates suggested that Musk's use of ketamine has escalated in recent years, and that the drug, alongside his isolation and his increasingly embattled relationship with the press, might contribute to his tendency to make chaotic and impulsive statements and decisions. So he's just in a low-grade K-hole all day. Wow. You know, it was a club drug when I was young, and I never used it. Like, I don't know much about it. I do recall the term K-hole, and who knows? Anyway, and that's exactly what you want from a guy with a zillion dollars in Defense Department contracts and Vladimir Putin's cell phone number saved in his contacts, probably. And never met an HR department. And never met an HR department. And if he did, he certainly wanted to smash it. So for social media addicts, I will say Trashy Divorces is on threads, as am I, posting mostly about gourmet mushrooms, Taylor Swift, and spicy takes on our broken politics at Stacy underscore trashy underscore divorces. So now let's re-up the origin story of this person who's made himself a problem that no one seems to know how to solve, least of all himself. We're coming right back with that story. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Coming back with your Elon redo. May 2021. Back in a minute. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, Stacey, you're going to take us to new and undiscovered realms of trash candy this week? Yeah, we're going to fly up to the moon and then just keep on going <laughs> to Mars. I don't know. Friends, gazillionaire Elon Musk is, he's a lot of things. He's an entrepreneur who saw the potential of the internet to transform the way we all live. He's a car maker who wants to end the automobile fossil fuel relationship. He's a visionary who may succeed in putting humans on Mars, which is kind of a huge deal. 
And he's definitely a guy who thinks pretty highly of himself. I will admit that I once dreamed of lining my roof with solar panels and running my home with a Tesla whole house battery, but Elon Musk's antics have really soured me on his brands. Still, he's a man with a legion of fans and even, I will admit, a good likelihood of architecting the future, whether I like it or not. He's also, and you may be surprised to learn, that an engineer-slash-designer billionaire who spends his days working on, among a lot of other things, implantable brain-computer interfaces, sometimes has trouble connecting with other humans. (laughs) Even though even he admits that fundamentally, that connection is the thing he wants most in life. In a surprisingly revealing 2017 Rolling Stone profile, Elon told writer Neil Strauss that Trashy Divorce's alum Amber Heard had just dumped him, leading Strauss to pen the following passage. This is real. What I'm about to read to you is real. This appears to have really happened. Strauss writes, Musk discusses the breakup for a few more minutes, then asks earnestly, deadpan, is there anybody you think I should date? It's so hard for me to even meet people. Oh my God. He swallows and clarifies, stammering softly. I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I'm not looking for a one-night stand. I'm looking for a serious companion or soulmate. Oh my God, no. That kind of thing. I eventually tell him that it may not be a good idea to jump right into another relationship. (laughs) I love Neil Strauss. He's so good. I love his writing. He may want to take some time to himself and figure out why his previous relationships haven't worked in the long run. His marriage to writer Justine Musk, his marriage to actress Tallulah Riley, and this new breakup with actress Amber Heard. No, he's been married twice. The thing that fascinates me about Elon Musk, he was married to the same person twice, right? He's one of our two-timers. Tallulah Riley. Yeah. Could go a third time. I talk about that. Okay, anyway. Oh, good Lord. Musk shakes his head. This is still Neil Strauss. Musk shakes his head and grimaces. If I'm not in love, if I'm not with a long-term companion, I cannot be happy. Oh, God. I explained that needing someone so badly that you feel like nothing without them is textbook codependence. Musk disagrees. Strongly. It's not true, he replies petulantly. I will never be happy without having someone. Going to sleep alone kills me. He hesitates, shakes his head, falters, continues. It's not like I don't know what that feels like. Being in a big empty house and the footsteps echoing through the hallway, no one there and no one on the pillow next to you. Fuck! How do you make yourself happy in a situation like that? Oh my god. If that's not a perfectly packaged verbal red flag. That is amazing. And this is what Neil Strauss can do for y'all who are like, how do I know that name? How do I know that name? Neil Strauss, besides being an amazing and prolific writer, is also the genius behind the To Live and Die in L.A. podcast. Oh, interesting. Which I really, really enjoy. It's one of my favorite go-tos. We'll link to this Rolling Stone article in our show notes. I love his Um, writing. He's so good. No, that's such a, that's such like a perfectly crafted field of verbal red flags. Oh, yeah. That he has just laid out there for everyone. Let's talk some Musk. Elon Reeve Musk was born June 28th, 1971. He's a cancer, which I believe you would say perhaps explains some of that emotiveness. In Pretoria, South Africa, his dad is South African, his mother is Canadian, and he and his two younger siblings were raised there in Pretoria. He was awkward and introverted as a child and the subject of extreme bullying. For instance, a group of boys at his school once threw him down a concrete stairwell and then beat him so badly that he had to be taken to the hospital. That's terrible. Kid stuff. Yeah, no, that's beyond. No, that's, that's way that's beyond. Bully- I mean, ah, it's terrible. Yeah, I guess he 
was kind of a late bloomer, so he was usually the smallest kid. He uh, His birthday is right at the cutoff date, mm, so he was yeah. the youngest kid, the smallest kid. Yeah. At home, things were not a lot better. His parents divorced when he was eight or so, and feeling sorry for his father, he, alone among the three siblings, opted to live with dad, a choice he would regret later. When he was 10, he got a Commodore VIC-20 computer and taught himself programming from a book. And no one saw Elon Musk again. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a video game in, in basic, like that old yeah. computer language, and sold it for 500 bucks when he was 12. So wow. that would have been more than enough encouragement for me to keep keep on coding. For sure, mm -hmm. yeah. So he says that he was raised by books more than he was raised by his parents. He was really into sci-fi, especially Asimov's Foundation series. So you can kind of see how this dude ended up being an adult who worries about the extinction of mankind and has some potentially harebrained schemes to head that off one way or another. So helpfully for this mythos, he also had a readily available villain as part of his origin story in the person of his father. He told Rolling Stone, he was such a terrible human being. You have no idea. My dad will have a carefully thought out plan of evil. He will plan evil. Keep in mind, Elon Musk was in his 40s when this interview happened. This sounds very much like something a 19-year-old would say, a 25-year-old maybe. Now, while I can sympathize with it sounds like what is clearly a very traumatic childhood, <laughs> you have a gazillion dollars. Talk to your counselor at any time. Apparently, he moved his dad and his dad's other family to Malibu as an adult. Like, they just they just don't get along. Anyway, in the interview, he ends up Good openly Lord. crying. Oh, God. Telling Strauss, you have no idea how bad. Almost every crime you can possibly think of, he's done. Almost every evil thing you could possibly think of, he has done. Please tell all of your dirty secrets to a Rolling Stones reporter. Well, this is the thing. So Rolling Stone contacts his dad by email and oh, is like, no. hey, so your son says you're full of evil plans and committing crimes and stuff. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, look, I love all my kids. Obviously, we don't have a great relationship. Whatever, right? Like I'm paraphrasing here. He also says... I'm the kind of guy my own mother told me that I am ruthless and I need to learn to be more humane. Oh, Lord. But he clarifies that he is not a criminal and sure. he is not a violent person, except that one time when five or six armed intruders broke into his home and he shot and killed three of them. Excuse me? But that was ruled self-defense. What? What? Anyway, Elon Musk, with definitely no daddy issues, eventually gets himself to Canada. <laughs> Good lord. And while he's attending Queen's University in Ontario, he met Justine Wilson, September 2, 1972, a Virgo, a fellow student and aspiring novelist a year younger than him. He would transfer to Wharton at UPenn, I think after two years there. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but he kept sending her flowers. They would go their separate ways for a time. She headed to Japan to teach English for a year. And he headed to California, where the money-colored hue of Silicon Valley was there to tempt big dreamers. When she arrives back in North America later in the 90s, she begins visiting him in Mountain View, where he is shacked up with three roommates building his first dot-com. I'm sure the three of them were all building their... I mean, I've seen Silicon Valley. <laughs> I've seen Big Bang Theory. There you go. They married... In January 2000, after he had sold that first company called Zip2 and pocketed $20 million overnight. What? At their wedding reception, Justine says that as they danced, Elon told her, I am the alpha in this relationship. <laughs> Excuse me? Which I think was probably said slyly and which she likely laughed off. But 
In a 2010 piece she wrote for Marie Claire called I Was a Starter Wife, Justine Musk says that his upbringing in a highly macho South Africa and his natural competitiveness, as well as their astoundingly unequal financial position, meant that it was Elon's world. She was just living in it. Yikes. She says that he would belittle her, and when she would remind him that she was his wife, not his employee, he would tell her, if you were my employee, I'd fire you. Shit, no. I imagine that was funny the first time. Moving on. (laughs) 2002 was a year of high highs and tragic lows for the couple. This is actually really sad. The same week that eBay bought PayPal from Elon, which netted him more than $100 million, their baby son, 10 weeks old, went down for a nap and stopped breathing. Oh, no. Apparently, yeah, 10 weeks is terrible. So, yeah, paramedics were called... They tried to resuscitate him. He was on life support for three days, but he had been without oxygen for too long. So apparently, like according to Justine, Elon wanted to stiff upper lip the death of his baby and was horrified that his wife was openly grieving this loss and told her that she was being emotionally manipulative. She eventually found her way into therapy. God, thank you. Uh Thank you. But not before she found her way into an IVF clinic. By 2007... Justine had given birth to a pair of twins and a set of triplets and had also sold three novels. She's a very busy woman. So five babies. Five kids, three books. Mm -hmm. Here's how she described the growing hollowness in their marriage in Marie Claire. We were breathing rarefied air. The first crowded apartment we'd shared in Mountain View seemed like ancient history from Mm. our 6,000 square foot house in the Bel Air Hills. Yeah. Married for seven years, we had a domestic staff of five. During the day, our home transformed into a workplace. We went to black tie fundraisers and got the best tables at elite Hollywood nightclubs with Paris Hilton and Leonardo DiCaprio partying next to us. When Google founder Larry Page got married on Richard Branson's private Caribbean island, we were there, hanging out in a villa with John Cusack and watching Bono pose with swarms of adoring women outside the reception tent. Oh my. When we traveled, we drove onto the airfield up to Elon's private jet, where a private flight attendant handed us champagne. That is some rarefied air. It was a dream lifestyle, privileged and surreal, but the whirlwind of glitter couldn't disguise a growing void at its core. Elon was obsessed with his work. When he was home, his mind was elsewhere. I longed for deep and heartfelt conversations, for intimacy and empathy. And while I sacrificed a normal family life for his career, Elon started to say that I read too much, shrugging off my book deadlines. I barely recognized myself. I had turned into a trophy wife and Mm. sucked at it. I wasn't detail-oriented enough to maintain a perfect house or be a perfect hostess. I could no longer hide my boredom when the men talked and the women smiled and listened. I wasn't interested in Botox or makeup or reducing the appearance of the scars from my C-sections. And no matter how many highlights I got, Elon pushed me to be blonder. Go platinum, he kept saying, and I kept refusing. So that's the end of the quote. Eventually, she worked up the courage to tell him that she needed for things to change. She did not want to be just a spectator to his illustrious extravagance. She wanted a husband. She wanted a partner. She wanted a family. Good for her. So he agreed to try counseling. But again, he's got that stunted engineering mind. And after three sessions, he said to his wife of eight years, either we fix this marriage today or I will divorce you tomorrow. Oh. He filed for divorce. The next day? The next day. This is her account. Again, I don't know if he has ever said differently. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Even more fun, six weeks later, he texted Justine to let her know he was engaged to a young British actress named Tallulah Riley. Back to Neil Strauss in Rolling Stone describing this sequence of events. He and Tallulah Riley, they met in 2008 and Musk proposed after 10 days together. Sure. They married in 2010, then divorced two years later, then remarried the following year, then filed for divorce again, then withdrew the filing, then refiled the divorce and finally followed through with it. So Justine had been a year younger than Elon, but Tallulah Jane Riley, 26 September 1985, Libra, is a good 14 years younger, and perhaps because of their age difference and his wealth, was malleable in a way that Justine no longer had been. In particular, there's a Business Insider piece from 2018, speaking of great headlines, headlined, SpaceX employees used to monitor Tallulah Riley's hair color to determine if Elon Musk would be in a good mood. That is not true. That is the headline. The article expands on that a bit. And essentially, I mean, this is absolutely what this is what you and I would do if we worked for someone like Elon Musk. Um, We would not work for anyone like Elon. I'm just saying. So the story, the story says that employees like followed news stories about Elon Musk in the press because he's he's a he's a tough boss. He's moody. And so, yeah, the wife's hair color was one indicator of the likelihood that they could pitch him an idea they cared about or that they could break some bad news to him. The blonder, the better is basically the gist of the story. Which field full of red flags would you like to survey today? Let's hop onto Twitter for a second, shall we? Oh, because we definitely need to tweet about it. In 2012... (laughs) Elon tweeted, it was an amazing four years. I will love you forever. You will make someone very happy one day. Oh, fuck off, dude. To Tallulah. After their second- Just on her Twitter? Just at? Just just on, just at, just at, at my wife. (laughs) But this is, this is their first divorce. After their second divorce in 2016, she explained that she and Elon are best friends. They see each other all the time. And for that 2017 Rolling Stone profile, a year after they divorced, and after he'd already split up with, or actually a year, whatever, a while after they divorced, and after the Amber Heard thing, she was at his house when Neil Strauss, you know, like Neil Strauss visited him at work and at whatever, at his home. And yeah, she was hanging out with him because- Amber Heard had dumped him. Well, he needed some support. Yes. Some red flags had gotten knocked down. Yeah. Had to have somebody help him stand him back up. He needed a woman to sew his red flags back together after that other woman tore them up. She has teased in the press, Tallulah Riley has, that she would be open to marrying him again. Nope. So. I, 
you don't trashy tip number one. Don't put your bullshit on social media. I mean, don't break up with anyone over any type of social media platform. It is bad form. Yeah. It's bad form. TMZ had it that in this 2016 divorce, which so far is their last one, that he agreed to pay her $16 million, well, when he had filed in 2014, but because that petition had been withdrawn, TMZ notes it's possible that he had agreed to pay out even more. Again, though, it seems like he was happy enough with all of that, and his net worth at the time was just $11.5 billion, so probably he just had his household staff pull all the couch cushions off and collect all the bitcoins that had fallen out of his pocket That's or something. easy. Obviously. Obviously. Elon has not remarried since the second Tallulah Riley divorce, but he did pop up in the extremely bitter, ugly, horrible Johnny Depp Amber Heard split. It is very clear, because he's claimed so in court, Johnny Depp believes that Elon and Amber were having an affair during their marriage. Kind of all through it. She and Elon both deny this. Last summer, 2020, as Johnny Depp sued the Sun newspaper in the UK for libel, Text messages from Elon to Amber were read aloud in court, nope. including one from 2016 where Amber told him that Johnny had thrown his phone at her and hit her in the face. Nobody. Elon offered to provide her 24-7 security if she wanted it, adding, quote, the offer would stand even if you never wanted to see me again. Anyway, sorry for being an idiot. The radio silence hurts a lot. It only matters because I really like you. There was additional testimony from the concierge at the building where Amber and Johnny lived noting that Elon was visiting her late at night while Johnny Depp was in Australia, starting in March 2015. Again, Elon and Amber have insisted publicly that the start date of their whatever was May of 2016 after Amber and Johnny split up. Sure. God knows. Again, that thing was so... That just a, that was terrible. And uh, I can't even hear what you're saying because yeah, of all the red flags fair. in my face. Flapping. The heart wants what the heart wants. And obviously, Elon and Amber did date into 2017. Start date, TBD. Who cares? <laughs> Apparently, he'd been chasing her since 2012. This is how the Hollywood Reporter says they met. It's a quote oh, God. from a profile of Amber Heard. Heard is more forthcoming on the subject of Musk, who began pursuing the actress when she was with Depp on the 2012 set of Robert Rodriguez's Machete Kills according to an email exchange between the Tesla founder and director Rodriguez that THR published in August 2016. This is what Elon Musk wrote to the director. Can you send her a note saying, I would like to get together for lunch in LA? Am <laughs> am not angling for a date. I know she's in a long-term relationship, but dot, dot, dot. Would you like to meet me? Yes, no, check, one. Amber just seems oh like an God. interesting person to meet. Here is my jewelry tray. I mean... Exactly. It's... Elon. Awkward. Is this how it works? Turtle. With the rich and powerful? Sometimes, just, yeah. I'm going to have my assistant reach out to the assistant of a... Anyway. Yes, sometimes. That is exactly how it works. In 2018, he met... Canadian musician Grimes, real name Claire Boucher. March 17, 1988, she's a Pisces, and they met on Twitter, as you do. And a month after, they appeared at the Met Gala together, as you do. On May 4, 2020, Grimes gave birth to a baby who was effectively given an unpronounceable model number by his parents, who call him X, as you do. Here's how page six says the first week's 
of the new son's life went. But even by Elon Musk's standards, the past few weeks have been wild. He celebrated the birth of his son with singer Grimes on May 4th, then corrected her on Twitter when she explained the bizarre name and mistyped that A12 is a precursor to SR-17, quote, our favorite aircraft, because that's a thing people have. (laughs) Elon responded, SR-71, but yes, prompting Grimes to reply, I am recovering from surgery. Here's the thing. Why do you want your child never to have a birthday cake with his name on it ever in his entire life? It's just just an X. Sure. Alicia, do you know where mansplainers get their water? From a well, actually. (laughs) From a well, actually. (laughs) I did know that one. (laughs) And that whole exchange, look, the SR-71 Blackbird is in fact a beautiful aircraft. It's just, I don't know. It's our favorite one. It's our favorite one. Okay. Elon Musk does not seem to be getting less weird as he approaches his 50th <laughs> no, birthday this summer. he does not summer. seem to be getting less weird. He's repeatedly mocked pronoun usage on Twitter and what many, including Grimes, have pushed back on as transphobic. Tesla is facing lawsuits from black employees who describe it as, quote, a hotbed for racist behavior, as well as a place where really retrograde conduct around female colleagues is apparently tolerated. Honestly, this seems like such an assault on the brand itself that employee complaints like this would be a five-alarm fire in the mind of Elon Musk, but apparently not. Just Have you heard about my dad? Really don't like him. He's a bad guy. (laughs) I have pain. Uh, Elon was also a quasi-COVID-19 denier turned chloroquine charlatan who offered... To donate to hospitals a bunch of ventilators that he said Tesla would either build or buy. Apparently what was delivered were CPAP and BiPAP machines. (laughs) Not the same thing. Which, while not being entirely useless in the crisis, they were definitely not ventilators. Which we definitely needed early on. And he's allegedly a genius? He's... Okay. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Last December, while loudly waving his middle fingers westward, he YOLO'd right out of California and into Texas, and then was appalled, appalled, I tell you, when the power grid failed in February, and Grimes feared for the safety of their new baby and freezing cold temperatures. Apparently, no one told him that Cancun is just a quick flight away. He's apparently building a giant battery for Texas in response to this. What? Because nothing says advanced planning like creating the world's largest single point of failure. I hear everything's bigger in Texas. Distributed grid. That's where resilience is. What the hell are... Anyway. He's building the world's largest battery? Yes. To power Texas? 20,000 homes. Okay. Which is not all of Texas, it turns out. What could go wrong? Look, I'm not going to (laughs) pretend that I have thoroughly covered Elon Musk because, oh my God, there's so much. But that for our purposes, is Elon Musk, celebrity billionaire with daddy issues, futuristic visionary building corporate cultures straight out of the 50s, a fan of blondes and the letter X, a crypto enthusiast and allegedly manipulator, probably the person who will first land humans on Mars, which again, very big deal. Kind of a big deal. And definitely the guy least likely to attend any future Johnny Depp film openings. Trash cans. 186.8 billion, which was his utterly incomprehensible net worth as of a week or so ago. Wow. Elon Musk. That's a hell of a story. 
some boys never do need to grow up. Apparently not. If you have a gazillion dollars, you don't have to. A gaz- $186.8 billion. That I, is. I his, can't even comprehend he that. He gets paid amount. in stock. And that's, I think that's his social media stuff is largely about keeping stonks, keeping his stonks mm-hmm. high. Wow. That was pretty trashy. I mean, you've, you've lived on the uh, upper waters, the lighter side of a trash candy for the last few weeks. And you said last week, like, I'm going in. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Well done, oh, Stacey. Well done. Elon Musk. That's another week of trashy divorces, y'all. Woo! <laughs> is right. So, Stacey, are we going to update the number of trash cans for Elon after that? Oh, indeed we are. According to his Wikipedia page, which I glanced at yesterday, his net worth right now is about $232 billion. And my friends, that is about the right amount of trash cans for one Elon Musk. That is fantastic. Yeah, the trash cans count. It just goes up with his net worth. If that would ever fall, he'd be less trashy, right? May we not visit elon again for another 10 seasons (laughs) thank you for bringing us that i guess thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of trashy divorces we're gonna be back on wednesday i have a little bit of old hollywood coming for you in the meantime you can always get more in your trashy journey over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces And don't forget, we got two other podcasts. Absolutely. On Thursdays, we release Trashy Royals, currently looking at the grandchildren, for the most part, of Queen Victoria of England. And boy, what a messy bunch of humans. (laughs) Monday brings you done and done as well. We are always cooking stuff up over here at TDHQ2 and I guess other podcasts as well now. We have to change the branding. Kitty Committee Studios. There you go. (laughs) Thanks again, everybody. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you tuning in, your kind emails and reviews, telling your friends about us. Until we meet again, we absolutely want you to keep your hands clean. But keep those hearts so trashy. Beware of eccentric billionaire oligarchs. Hey, or take that money for IVF breeding. I don't know. I don't know. Big love, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping, 
Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there, and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.